This is the show where two friends from different parts of the world discuss all things, all elite wrestling. And one of them actually knows what they're talking about. We'll let you decide. Welcome to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Woody and Sarah. Welcome, everyone, to the Beauty and the Beard Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Woody. I am Sarah. And this is the AEW Dynamite Review for February 2nd, 2022. Wow. Uh, Chicago got a show tonight. Um, Mm. We got quite possibly one of the greatest Dynamite main events ever. I think Um, one of the best matches ever. Yeah. Period. Awesome. (laughs) 40 plus minutes. I don't even uh, think any other matches will come near this one for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's, it's, it, well, there's, there are some candidates. Uh, we've, what's so crazy is like the year started and we're like, wow, Adam Page and Brian Danielson were like, oh, that's like, that's a match of the year candidate. And then, and then last week we get that ladder match and we're like, wow, that's, is that the greatest opener in Dynamite history? That's like <laughs> one of the greatest matches ever. And then this week, we're like, wow, MJF and <laughs> CM Punk may have just had the best match of the year. So it's, it's, this is dynamite. Like, it, it, no matter how up and down some of the rest of the show can be, because a wrestling show is yeah. not going to be perfect. You, you, I, I trust that each You are show, guaranteed to get one amazing thing. We're going to get something out of this world. And that's what this was. Um, but we also got a double dipping of Dan Lambert tonight, Sarah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there's so much to talk about. Less of him on my TV <laughs> would be amazing. So much to talk about. Uh, so but before we talk about that, I want to remind everybody to check out all of our content, our Dynamite Rampage reviews, Q&As, topic discussions, interviews, and reviews and previews of pay-per-views. Yes. Uh, also, please give us a follow on Twitter, if you don't mind. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at Let the Beard Play, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. You can. You can also follow the channel on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you podcast at. And while you're at it, if you like the show, please give us a five-star review on the platform of your choice and uh, hit the notification bell on our Twitter page so you can be yeah. notified of all of our happenings. 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 Uh, so, Sarah. Uh, yep. Are you ready to talk some dynamite? Uh, yeah, let's go. All right. In our opening contest, we did not have John Moxley versus Brian Kendricks. We did not. We did not. We had John Moxley versus Wheeler Utah, and that was because uh, Tony Khan made the decision not to have Brian Kendrick for this match because of some statements that he had made in the past that came to light that were definitely not nope. um not good no i'll put it that way i'm not gonna go into the full statement yeah um, absolutely horrific yes. comments uh so i think mine in your opinion i know we've talked about it before mm. we start recording that the right call was yeah, made 100%. Um, to not uh bring him in uh, yeah. even if it was just gonna be for one match definitely mm-hmm. not a good look to, to break him in so yeah. uh hopefully uh things have changed with him uh, we always wish that with every everybody when they make bad decisions in the past that, 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 that things have, have changed. So we, that's the best we can hope for. Right. Yeah. Um, 
But uh, I know we were looking forward to that match from a wrestling standpoint. We were. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we got in its place was an <laughs> absolute awesome match. Of course but, it was. John Moxley uh, was there. Yeah. But we got to give some credit to Wheeler Yuta, too. Uh, he, uh, he, do I have to? Well, you know, I'm just saying. He's he's one of the one of the uh, pieces, He was there. One of the pieces of the future. <laughs> he um, was there. <laughs> but got a lot of offense in on John Moxley. We've seen this in the last two Moxley matches since he came back. Yeah. But John Moxley still picked up the victory yep. with the paradigm <laughs> shift. I'd like to point out that uh, Wheeler was accompanied by Orange Cassie and Danhausen. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit of a surprise. We were questioning where Danhausen was going to fit. And apparently, for now, anyways, he's going to be hanging out with the. Apparently, uh, apparently he's <laughs> friends with um, Orange Cassidy. So, <laughs> so the more you know. Uh, and, he, and he tried to put a curse on Moxley. Um, right. I'm sorry, but this is hilarious, right? Because yeah. did you see Renee's tweet? No, I didn't. So obviously Dan Housen did that. He's retweeted it. Renee's put, I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. I love Twitter sometimes. You know, <laughs> but he no-sold the curse. He completely like people complain about hook no selling moves and Moxley no sells the curse and nobody's talking about that. Come on, I literally could imagine what was going through his head, just like seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I was just talking a few weeks ago about demons and this. (laughs) Mox said, I ain't playing this. Look, after the match, after the match, Brian (laughs) Danielson like poof showed up like. He's some kind of magician or something. He just appears in the ring. My um, t-shirt. Yeah, my t-shirt. It's all in the t-shirt. Intensity's building. You're thinking, oh, here we go. I saw the microphone in his back pocket. I said, oh, here we go. Here, It's going to start right here. We're about to get down to business. But instead of wanting a match with Moxley, Brian Danielson wants to form a union. He wants to form um, a partnership between the two in which they run the show. Brian Dennison doesn't like that there's this Millennial Cowboy as a champion. He didn't like that we have some blog dude as the TNT champion and definitely doesn't like the fact that we have a dinosaur as one of the tag team champions. He thinks that they can control everything, that with their talent and taking young guys under their wing, they mentioned Wither Yuta, uh, they mentioned Lee Moriarty, yes, please. Um, who the one that got mention? me was Daniel Garcia. Yes, they mentioned Daniel Garcia. Imagine Daniel Garcia's so, going to get a new dad. Yeah. <laughs> what What's so funny is when this started, um, you know, I'm waiting. I'm like, no, Mox, dude, don't listen to him. Just paradigm shift him so we can get on to this match. Let's get on with it. And then, but the more Brian started talking, the more he kept talking, I was like, no, you know what? I kind of like this idea. <laughs> the more you talk, the more I'm buying into this. So, what do what do you think about this? Uh, do you th- would do you want to see a partnership between the two, or do you, do you just want to see this lead to them beating the crap out of each other? So I was like, to begin with, like, yeah, go on, beat him up, Mark, excuse mm-hmm. you, and then Danielson started <clears throat> doing this pitch. And Mox's little like eyes to the camera and just like, are you listening to this right now? Like, am I hearing what I'm hearing? Love it that. It gave me flashbacks to the whole Jericho 
join yeah, the inner circle, inner circle. Thing. exactly um so i thought that was a nice callback and then he keeps on talking and i'm there going i'm literally screaming at my tv what about Eddie? what about Eddie? Uh, and i just got so like stressed out at the fact yeah. that what about Eddie? he's not here like oh i got so like stressed out over it and like at the same time though like he was talking i was going yeah Marks, Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia. That mm. would be interesting because, like, the three of them are just like the different generations of what they're doing. So yep. 100% would buy that. Um, but then my brain was like, but what about Eddie? I'm like, yeah, Eddie. <laughs> and then my brain then started going, oh, I can see it now. All these WWE diehards. They're <laughs> just redoing the shield. Heck off. It's not the shield. Not the shield. Not the shield, man. Um, um, yeah, so uh, half of me is like, yay, Brian Danielson, Mox, Daniel Garcia. And the other half of me is like, no, Mox and Eddie forever. <laughs> you know, it the way Brian Danielson was talking, uh, because obviously it's, it's like he sees him and Moxley as more of the serious, you know, like, you got these guys like Sammy. He's not taking Sammy seriously because he's his vlogger. He's not taking yeah. um, Adam Page seriously because he's a millennial cowboy. He's not taking uh, Jungle Boy. He didn't mention Jungle Boy, but he's not really yeah. taking Jurassic Express as an act as serious. So he's wanting mm-hmm. to get serious, his serious wrestling. It sounds like, and I know you're going to hate this. You're going to hate this. It sounds like he was in catering one day and sitting beside Dan Lambert. Yeah. But and Dan Lambert was talking his ear off, like, oh, you know, this is what's terrible around AEW. They got all this stuff going. They're not really serious. They're not, you know. Yeah. So so Brian was listening to him, and he's like, yeah, you know what? You take away all these sexist jokes you use, and you kind of got a point. I kind of liked it. You, you stop being a horrible human being. Yeah, you strip away all this terrible, these terrible jokes you use. And I could do something with this. <laughs> so it's almost like he took Lambert's gimmick and perfected it. And then when when Brian Danielson says it that way, you're like, you know what? He's got a point. <laughs> I like what he's saying. If you take but the when, sexist jokes out of it, yeah. like horrible comments, then yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> that's what it. That's what it felt like. I kept thinking, I'm like, well, this sounds a lot like what Dan Lambert was saying. But Dan Lambert's just, like. Ryan Danielson's copied my homework. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I, what I, and I'm kind of joking with that, but kind of serious. But what I'm, what I, my point I want to make though is I would love for them to tone down that stuff with Lambert if that's the direction they're going to go. Yeah. With this, because if not, you kind of got the same sort of things, but just one is grade school level humor and the other is <laughs> more, more serious where you, you mm. can get behind it. So, um, but also, this is whole, kind of what I was the thinking. The whole thing with this from Danielson and Mox and bringing up um, a millennial cowboy mm-hmm, is yeah. if you remember before Mox obviously went away, mm-hmm. he was really annoyed at the fact that like Adam Page was anywhere near the world title. Yeah. He was human. And also, I love the fact that Brian Danielson has basically just gone. Moxley is the best champion AEW has ever had. And I'm there going, 
I like you. <laughs> Seriously, that's Screw what I've been saying. saying the whole time. Jericho. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> Finally, somebody agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am now on your side. Sarah's going Just to buy don't. a white t shirt right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nearly probably like normal color. I'd have I my know. wardrobe. That isn't like, you know, black or like partially gray. Oh. Um, but yeah, so like I was just like, yeah, so I'm now part of Brian Danielson's team until the day he beats up Moxley, and then I'm yeah. like, no. So in all seriousness, does, does this form a faction, or are we, is this just a vehicle to get to Moxley Danielson? What I match? want to happen is Mox and Eddie to concoct a little thing back, backstory behind it all. Mm-hmm. And Moxie uses this to his advantage to get to Hangman. Okay. So you, you think Moxie may Danielson. use it as a, as a thing? I that, want to, because I don't yeah. want Mox and Eddie to ever end. Yeah. I'm just... I'm, I'm not ready for that. I'm not worried, but I'm, I'm convinced that I think Eddie's going to be tied up with the Jericho situation. Oh, uh, I want I, him away from that yeah, so bad. Yeah, I just... And if he's he's definitely going to have to be involved in that because obviously you know that's he's part of that story. So when he comes back, he's going to be there. So I don't want him to be tied up with too many things because it would be a little convoluted, I think, with that. So I think eventually we're going to get there with Eddie somehow involved with the Moxley situation, but it may not. I'm, I'm thinking it might be a little bit of that. Eddie tweeted as well saying, "Whatever happens, happens." Hmm. So. Read that's, that. Watch that's, will. that's true. It's it's facts. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, uh, yeah, like first things first. Exactly. Last things last. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll move on. Yep. <laughs> All right. And I'm sure you're excited to move on to this segment. It is Brandy Rhodes facing mm-hmm. off Mike to Mike with your boy Dan Lambert. Brandy came out to talk. Uh, we came back from why? And there's there's Brandy. <laughs> I love Brandy on the mic, but I don't. That doesn't mean I'm going to love everything she does. Mm. Um, I think she has a moment. She does. She does. This this is a mixed bag for me. Uh, I'm more positive with this than I think 90% of everybody. Because <laughs> <don't>, <laughs> there, there weren't many people that were. But with this, Brandy's out there talking. She gets interrupted. Uh, by Dan Lambert, and uh, he came out with Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And it, it then became kind of an insult fest back and forth. Um, the fans were not behind Brandy at all. Uh, there were plenty of expletive chants that started uh, while she was talking. And it's amazing, and he pointed it out, Lambert pointed out, that it is amazing that he could be seen as the as a baby face uh, when he's out there with Brandy Rhodes. Um, you know, one thing led to another and Brandy slaps Lambert in the face. That opens the door for Paige Van Zant to run out, uh, which I was definitely cool with. I've been wanting to see Paige Van Zant wrestle for a while since we first saw her appear with Dan Lambert. I thought that was one of the positives was her because I want to see what she could do in the ring. Uh, so she comes down and goes after Brandy. Um, we have a pull apart because like the entire women's locker room spilled out to, to break them up. Uh, so we have the pull apart brawl between them. Uh, so obviously this is leading, well, not obviously, but it seems to be leading to Brandy Rhodes versus Paige Van Zandt at some point. Um, so 
I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this segment because I know you're such a fan of it. I hated this with every fiber of my being. Um, <laughs> Brandy trying to do what Cody's doing does yeah. not work. Um, <laughs> the whole, it's lovely to be in Cleveland. Oh, Chicago. That was, was terrible. Like, I was not a fan oh of that. That's terrible. That's terrible. I, I literally felt like pins were being stuck in the bottom of my feet with this. <laughs> Anything would have been more enjoyable. Um, I just... I get what they're going for. Yeah. Just the execution of it is just horrific. Yeah. And the fact that Dan Lambert still has airtime considering everything else... Yeah. ...is really irritating. Um, I can't stand the guy. He has good moments. He does. We have seen him have good moments. But those good moments do not overtake the fact that 90% of the stuff that comes out of his mouth is vile, horrific, and I don't want to hear it. Um, At the same time, like, the fact that he's like, oh, I'm going to say this before I'm cancelled. It's like, oh, Mm. shut up. Like, just (laughs) shut up. (laughs) Um, all like the sexist thing he says. Like I know yeah. Randy will have okayed this, but yeah. TK can't do one thing and then do basically something that kind of goes against that other thing. Um, yeah. I I love Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky and all this. Like they never seem to kind of like not entertain me just in the background. I just yeah. wish that I could erase Dan Lambert out of my TV. <laughs> um, the whole page of that thing, yeah, 100% here for it. And if Brandy wins, I will um, tweet Tony Khan yeah. a lot. Yes. Knowing that this is a vehicle to get a match with Paige Van Zandt, I, that's where my positivity comes in because I agree. The majority of that promo battle, I was not a fan of. We know the point what they're getting to. Like I knew what they're trying to get to once Paige Van Zant came out. I'm like, okay, that's that's why we're doing this. Whole yeah, thing. we're getting to this. So I'm okay with I'm I'm okay to go on the ride to get to this match and see what happens. But you're correct though. If Brandy wins this match, what are we doing? I, I don't. Yeah. It's especially if there's any future with Paige Van Zant in in AEW because you can't. And I'm not sure what Paige Benzant can do in a wrestling ring. We know she was she has an MMA background. She's a fighter. From a reality standpoint, is there really any credible way we're supposed to believe that Brandy could beat her? And that's mm. I think you lose a ton of credibility if Brandy beats Paige Benzant. So 100%. this has to be a win for her, unless Brandy brings out 17 people to help her or something. Yeah, that's the only way you can believably get that victory. Mm. Um, is that, but yeah, I, this needs to be a win for Paige Van Zandt to hopefully, hopefully we get to see, maybe she's, and I don't know what she can do in the ring, but maybe we're pleasantly surprised with what Paige Van Zandt can do in the ring. Then we can get excited about maybe her being part of the women's division. Mm. Um, that would be cool. Again, uh, more notoriety in the women's division would be a good thing. Although we do have a ton of talent there already that we would yeah, like that need to, to use. We'd like to see get the shine, but it, it's not necessarily a bad thing to get I mean, somebody else in the mix. As soon as like Paige and Zank came out, my brain went, oh, "Her versus Jake Cargill." Yeah, there, there's opportunity <laughs> if, if she can go because we still don't know for sure yeah. what what she's going to look like in a wrestling match. Um, mm. 
could be a train wreck, like some of our shows. Mm. <laughs> but but I still yes, but but <laughs> I still want to see it to see to see what what happens. So yeah. Um. Uh. But next we had the tag team match. It was uh. Well, they're the kings of the Black Throne. But on the did you notice on the 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 display thing the crawler you know that goes across as they're coming mm. in they were called the Knights of the Black Throne. I don't know if they've changed it. Yeah, I don't know. They called them Kings of the Black Throne on the uh, on commentary. But either way, it sounds cool, no matter how you say it. Yep. But it was Brody King and Malachi Black getting the victory over Death Triangles, uh, Pack and Penta. Pack came out blindfolded, and uh, then all of a sudden he could see. Blindfold came off. Hey! But it didn't help because uh, the mist was used once again, and then they connected with the Dante's Inferno to get the victory. So, um, once again, the Knights or Kings of the Black Throne pick up the victory, undefeated as a tactic. What'd you think? I feel like Death Triangle going to start coming out with, like, you know, guide dogs soon because yes. Malachi Black seems to be just blinding them. <laughs> I love this. I It's Malachi Blackman, of course, I'm going to love it. Like, yeah. He's like on a pedestal for me. Um, Brody King legit scares me. Um, Malachi Black scares me, but more in like a, no, he scares me. <laughs> Mal- uh, Brody King legit like, ah, scares me. Um, the whole pack thing. Yes. I was genuinely like, how is this going to work? And then obviously he was like, ta-da, I have eyes. <laughs> um, so I think like, obviously what you're saying is like, I see more clearly like my vision and all this. I think it's more kind of like... Metaphor. Metaphorically. Mm-hmm. Um, which it makes more <clears> sense. <throat> this was good. It was really good. And like Malachi Black and Roddy King just look like an absolute force. Like... I know I keep saying stuff like this, but sign me up to like Mox and Eddie versus them too. Oof. Oh, in like in like a match that you can do whatever you want in. I love it. Um, yeah. So, I love it. so Penta good. Penta got the miss this time. So yeah. does he come out with a blindfold on top of the mask next time? Or no, he comes out with a guide dog. I told you. Got to, okay, so we're going full guide dog with him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, what what do you, what are your thoughts on the mist continuously being used? Are, are they overdoing the mist, or are you cool with it all the time? I like it. You like it? Yeah. yeah. Me too. Uh, I, 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 you know, at some point something will have to change, but at least for now, it hasn't gotten it, old with me yet. It was such a visual <clears throat> when he sat down and you just saw it still in his mouth. Oh, this, yeah, like, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> My little horror nerdy brain was like, ah, it's so awesome. Agreed. <laughs> uh, so do we eventually get to a one-on-one match between Pac and Malachi Black? Like, maybe um, Revolution? Because I, I sign me up for a one-on-one between those two. Yeah. When they're in the ring together, it was intense. Yeah. I would like to see that. I, I legit have no idea where we're going to go with this because I feel like Malachi and Brody King are just like blinding people and then recruiting them. Possibly, I'm still waiting mm-hmm. for Julia Hart to just turn up in like a load of golf gear, um, it's... with a, bla- a box of black hair dye. And I was like, "That's <laughs> just so cool." We um, need that. We need it. Because that's basically what happened to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, 
It's called a metamorphosis. They're like little butterflies. What? What? Goth you had somebody spit black stuff in your eye, and then you turned goth. Is that what no, you're telling me? No, I, I ended up dating a goth, and then yeah, it went from there. Okay, but as long as you didn't spit on you. Sort of the same thing. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I'm intrigued. Okay. Uh, next, we heard from Adam Cole. He was backstage with uh, on Cutler Cam. Not happy that he lost to Orange Cassidy, uh, but he pointed out what we've all been saying on Twitter since it happened, that his record still is undefeated because yeah. that um, the match didn't count. It was, it was uh, unsanctioned, lights out, didn't count. He called it a fluke, uh, but he said things are about to change. You're about to get a whole different side of Adam Cole because after he beats Evil Uno on Rampage, that the entire world will know what I want. And that, does that mean he is going to officially challenge, lay the challenge out for Adam Page? Oh, the places this whole thing can go with just that, like it opens up every kind of incarnation of including the elite and the Dark Order, just Mm -hmm. like, I love it so, so much. So I don't I don't think it's Evil Uno he's facing by accident, considering Adam no. Page's connection to the Dark Order. No. Yeah, I love this. And what I think is interesting is that um, Ryan Danielson wants the title. Mm-hmm. Mox would look great with the title, so I'm saying he wants it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. obviously, um, Adam, Adam Cole, Cole is looking at it. <laughs> Could we, like, collide? It, Clyde, please look, Clyde. And we've had MJF and CM Punk both mention mm. the world title. So it's it's world title has been mentioned a lot by a lot of people mm-hmm. recently. So it kind of gets you like, well, okay. Can I just say, <clears throat> anybody that has not seen BTE from this week, mm-hmm. go watch it. If you watch anything on BTE, go watch the Adam Cole thing with um, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Oh my goodness, it will pop you stupid. <laughs> the fact that they legit try and keep a straight face for the entire bit and then start to slightly crack is uh, just pure joy. It it's will pop brilliant. It will pop you stupid. It listen, will. It's brilliant. listen to Sarah. If you want to get popped stupid, go watch BT. <laughs> so good. So so good. All right. Um next we got the TBS title tournament rematch between Nyla Rose and Ruby Soho, and it was Nyla Rose picking up the victory after Ruby Soho missed with the corner no future kick. Um, she she whiffed on it, and that allowed Nyla Rose to connect with a senton and then plant her with the beast bond to pick up the victory. Uh, did this surprise you that Nyla um, went over here? It should have done, but it didn't. Um... Ruby Soho is amazing. Mm-hmm. Nyla Rose is legit on like another level most yeah. of the time. Like probably like ninety nine percent of the time, Nyla Rose is just really good, insanely good. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Ruby Soho is still finding a feat in the whole AW Women's division, which is fine. Uh, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I do want obviously more Ruby Soho going forward, but I can't deny that. Nyla Rose is absolutely amazing, so I can't I can't say anything else. It was just she's phenomenal. So, <laughs> since 
see, Ruby has a win over Nala. Nala has a win over Ruby. Yeah. Is this? You think this is gonna? Is is this taking the place of Serena Deeb and Sheeta? Is like one of those where. All right, we're one one now. We're going to go to a third match to decide it. And oh, signing it, up. Yeah, so I'm wondering if this is going to be one of those grudge feuds for yeah. right now. Considering they're one one, it would make sense to at least have another match. Yeah, then I'd be okay with it. Uh, oh, I'm sure when that would take place. Yeah. You know, we knew it was really, really snowy in Chicago. <laughs> uh, I'd heard they were going to get a foot of snow, possibly. Uh, so I was wanting a weather report. I was wanting to, are they going to show something outside so we can see the snow? And we got that because the gun club attacked Jungle Boy they, and drug him outside, threw him out in the snow until finally Christian and the Luchasaurus showed up to run the gun club away. Um, but yeah, so their uh, gun club obviously is, are gunning for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. I just, I, I get like, you know, this is gun club. Um, but my only thought with this was, on a scale of 1 to 10, how cold are these people right now? Because, yeah. like, Jungle Boy is practically wearing nothing. Yeah. Like, Austin is literally shirtless. Yeah. And ha- just has a beanie on, which literally serves no purpose right now. <laughs> um, and that snow didn't look like it was fresh. I looked like it'd been iced over for a bit. So Jungle yeah. Boy probably was like, ow, my spine. <laughs> snow is cold. Snow is cold, and snow is like it's, hard if it's not fresh. It's science. It's a solid water. <laughs> um. So after this, we got Adam Page in the ring, uh, cutting a promo on his Texas Death Match with Lance Archer next week, which I am so ready for. Uh, but in the middle of him talking, uh, he was interrupted by Dan Lambert and Jake Roberts. This was not my favorite segment either. I, and I hate that this is twice in the last few weeks that I've, an Adam Page segment has not been yeah. a good one for me. But in this, you know, Archer had heard enough. <laughs> I think he kind of saved the whole thing uh, mm-hmm. because it got kind of cool after this. Lance Archer is like, okay, shut up. I'm just going to come out and kill Adam Page. And that's basically what he did. Blackout through a table. Which is what you want to see out of a monster like that. I'm Mm. okay with that attack, that whole thing leading into next week. It was just the talking beforehand um, that eh, I wasn't so crazy about. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't need Dan Lambert on once. I definitely don't need him on twice. Yeah. With a microphone both times, speaking and making noises. I don't. I don't need it. And I love Jake, but I had no idea what he was getting at. I was literally just like, what? Yeah. I, 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 what? Um, yeah. I want the match. I just feel like this hasn't done Hangman or Lance Archer mm-hmm. any favours whatsoever. Yeah, but I'm, I'm really excited for the match. I think the match is going to be great. It's just... I thought, you know, nobody really buys Lance Archer as somebody who's really has a chance at winning it. Um, There hasn't been really enough build to it. Um, There wasn't really a story like we've seen a lot of the world title matches where there's a a story being told to get to there. They've really Uh kind of rushed it. And yeah, like you said, these segments don't really do it any favors. I agree there needs to be a segment to hype the match. Uh I almost feel like a video package 
showing the attack from last week in like a really dramatic, you know, in like a maybe a pre-taped yeah. uh, vignette with, with Archer, you know, the same type of thing where he's he's basically saying what they're saying in the segment. You can even have Jake Roberts cutting that cutting a promo pre-taped where I think you could he could get his point across better than what he did in the arena. Because mm-hmm. um, I think he does so good in those pre-tape uh, vignettes, also. Uh, but Lambert's um, mix into this, I really—I don't get why he's I here. Don't get it. I, I, at first, and if you listen to our review when he first showed up with Lance Archer uh, or was involved with him, I was again always looking for the positives. I was looking forward to some uncomfortable situations and vignettes and backstage stuff with his relationship with, with Lance Archer of where he would be a little bit submissive to Archer in a way mm. where we've seen Lambert be very, uh, very vocal too much to where he's very, uh, he's abrasive and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought this would be an opportunity to show another side of Lambert where Archer's putting him in his place. And I thought that could be kind of entertaining, but we haven't gotten any of that. It's just been, Lambert running his mouth again, kind of the same. It's kind of yeah. the same thing. It's just with a different person, and I'm yeah, not a fan of that. Not really. What I think is really bizarre is when Lance first came in, we had all them vignettes of him just like killing thirty random guys in a ring out in a field somewhere. Yeah, that and works. now we're at this point, and I'm just like, this isn't helping anyone. And also on the side of Hangman, I feel really bad for him because. I, I'm literally going to take this as an example because Mox held the title with no crowds. Yeah. But that whole run, not just because it was Mox holding the title, but because everything that he did with it, apart from the whole empty arena thing, that was yeah. weird. Mm. But everything else, it made him seem like the most dominant champion ever. Where with this, with Hangman, Bear in mind, he won it at full gear. Mm. This just doesn't feel like it's a champion at all. Yeah, it's... it's. I, the good thing is, uh, we're, this match, as I've said, it, it should be a banger. It should be really, really good next week. So that's going to be a positive. I think when, when we have that match, Hanging Man's going to come out of that probably bloody out of this Texas death match, it's going to give you some, some visuals of the fighting champion that, you know, he survived this, this, this match with Lance Archer, a match, you know, that you can, you could point to and say, look, the last time Moxley faced Lance Archer in this match, and that's something they should really be hammering home is mm-hmm. that Moxley, Moxley didn't come out of that victorious. Moxley yeah. lost to Lance Archer in his last Texas death match. So mm-hmm. that's something you should, they should really be harping on. And, and when Paige does win that, that's something, another notch on his belt of, look, man, I beat Kenny Omega. I beat Brian Danielson. These are things that people just haven't done a whole lot of in AEW. Mm-hmm. And I beat Lance Archer in a Texas death match. You know, th- these are things when you really look at it, they're accomplishments for him. So once that happens and that's done, hopefully – we're going to look towards the Adam Cole feud. That's mm. where the magic is going to happen from a yeah. storytelling standpoint, because this was just like a transitional title match. And I hate that for Lance Archer. And I've made that known that I don't like yeah. him in this spot. 
but it could still be a really good match, really visceral type imagery from this match. But then we get to that the juicy stuff. This is yeah. where, and I think that's when Adam Page is really going to start. His title run is really going to pick up. And he's going to start being a lot more interesting in these promos because of that material he's going to have to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing against Lance Archer. I just, you know, I think he's my. There's opinion, also history been, with Adam yeah. um, Cole and obviously Hangman. So yes, it's going to be it's going to be a fun ride. So I think it's going to there. There's a uh, some bright sunshine on the horizon that we can look towards. So it's, and also uh, like it's in kayfabe. It seems that <clears throat> Hangman and Adam Cole haven't even crossed paths. Exactly. Since they Adam haven't. Cole's been here, and that's Mm-mm. he's been here for ages. Yep. Uh, mm. So ho- hopefully it's going to – I have a feeling it's going to pay off. Yeah. Um, and this uh, this next segment is interesting, and I know we talked a little bit about it before the show, so we'll be on opposite spectrums of this to a degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is with Jericho in a backstage segment. He was not happy with Santana and Ortiz of how they treated him during that tag match. They not once uh, wanted to come tag him in, uh, kind of shunned him. And this is all started with, with Eddie Kingston. So that's the way he perceives it, all because of, of their business with, with Eddie Kingston. And Jericho, in order to solve this problem that he has with Santana and Ortiz, he is called an inner circle team meeting next week on Dynamite. Attendance is mandatory. Um, so <laughs> what do you what do you think about this this inner circle meeting where attendance is mandatory by Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho in this promo for me was an, a man shouting at a cloud. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I just I, he's talking like directly at me, and my head just going, shut up. Just shut up. Oh, we've been together since AEW. I think you'll find the relationship with Eddie Kingston stretches far beyond almost three years. Hmm. Um, so you've not got like stand on with that one, and you're just generally annoyed because you've been put in your place. I, I grow up. Um, I just, I, I want Jericho as a heel, but I don't want this Jericho as a heel because he just seems bitter, twisted, and whiny. This, if they keep ramping up this twisted, whiny Jericho, I'm gonna like it. I'm gonna hate it. I know. I'm, I'm gonna like this. I, this is where I kind of wanted it to go. I know we talked about it a little bit last week, but. I want him to, because he referred to himself as the influencer like two or three times. I love this, how so. he literally makes his own, like, you know, <laughs> code names for stuff. It's like I, you give yourself a nickname. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah from, from this point from on. From now on, I'm going to be called Awesomeness. <laughs> so I like this. I remember when Jericho in WCW was the. Um, he thought the world was against him, and and and, and there was a conspiracy that WCW was, was trying to hold him down. And he did these vignettes outside of of the Capitol building in like Washington D.C. and like with with signs where it's you know he thought everybody was against him, and he wanted uh, you know an investigation into into what was going on behind the Jericho being held down. And so it, it's not going to be that, but it, he was very whiny during that, and. I 
I want to see where this goes, and it may not go full in that direction. But this this vignette and this this uh, segment uh, interview, whatever it it led itself in that direction. It looks like he's going to be a little bit um, full of himself uh, to where he thinks he thinks he's he's owed something uh, from Santana Ortiz, like they owe him, you know, or even the inner circle total owes him. So I'm really interested to see how this thing's going to go next week, how Sammy's going to handle it. Cause Sammy really hasn't been intertwined in all this. How is he going to respond to Jericho um, taking credit for everything? If that's what he's going to do, it kind of feels that way. Uh, when he's got the title that he, he did that on his own. Yeah. You know, so how is he going to respond to that? How is Jake Hager going to respond? And Hager may be the only one that's, that stands with Jericho. Cause Jake we don't Hager's think just going to be standing though. Just like, because mm-hmm. Santana Ortiz definitely aren't, you know, there's going to be a fallout yeah. there. We know that's coming, but it's, it's, it's the other ones. I'm almost interested to see how they handle it, how the Sammy handled this. But I think this is definitely going to be, um, it's, it's heel time for Jericho again. And I love it. And I know you, you you're not going to like this Wani version. You're, you don't no. think you are. I think I'm going to love this. The other thing that I can compare this whole Jericho thing is to is, you know how a rich person literally has zero complaints because mm-hmm. they literally can have anything they want. They can buy anything. Yeah. Jericho is that rich person that when he goes to a restaurant and he asks for a certain brand of water, and they don't bring in that brand of water. Yes. He thinks like the entire thing is ruined. Shut it down. Shut yeah. the restaurant down. Yeah. 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 And gotta... I hate them people. Yes. <laughs> no. I know I've known them people. I used to work for somebody like that. So but... I know these people. Um, yes. So yeah, from that side, I, I can't. Yep. I won't enjoy that. That's why I think this is going to work on a larger scale, though, because I think every, I think the vast majority of people will hate that. Mm. But I think I'm not going I, to be singing his song. No, but I know. But I, I think he can do it in an entertaining way, especially if he gets gets what's coming to him in the end of this. By whether it's at the hands of Santana Ortiz or whether it's at the hands of Eddie Kingston, I, I think. I think he could pull it off, but I do think, yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, everybody's going to hate it, but I'm, I'm, I'm confident that Jericho can pull off this character in an entertaining fashion. Um, what will happen if he goes <laughs> down this road is I will remove Judas by Fozzy off my playlist. <laughs> you will I not. Am, I will. You will not. I bloody well will. You will not. I don't believe it. All I'll right. video myself doing it. I'll do it. Liar. Liar. Your pants are on fire. Um, a segment we almost missed because they didn't have it on this recap is the AHFO. Um, they had another meeting in their office, which is a stairwell. And yeah, that's, they're just like stairs. That's like a, it's not a good sign if your company, who actually has office in the name, doesn't actually have an office that you keep having meetings in a stairwell. That's probably a bad sign. Um, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd join a company that constantly meets in a stairwell. That sounds shady, but either way, uh, Matt Hardy was not happy with private party for not winning the tag titles. 
he said that he wanted to challenge um, Sammy Guevara for the TNT title on Rampage, and I was like, eh. no! But it ended up being Isaiah Cassidy taking the spot because he wants to prove to Matt Hardy that he can get it done. So I was like, yes, because that match will be fun. Andrade showed up, obviously not happy that Private Party didn't get the victory either. And also, um, Matt's question why Andrade has not yet secured the services of one Darby Allen for the Oh, well, as Andrade A-H-F-O. calls him, the kid. The kid. The, the kid. kid. He, he's still working on it, though. Gotta go uh, find Daddy Sting. Yeah. Look, when they first put all these guys together, well, when they first added Andrade and Jose to this mix, I think everybody was like, what? Yeah. But somehow it's better. This I is... love the fact that at one point, I can't remember what it was about, but at one point, Isaiah wanted to fuss bump Matt Hardy and he <laughs> wouldn't do it. So Jose just like leaned in like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know why, but I loved it. I was just like, oh my God, that was so funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're they're better like this. I, mm. I like the AHFO better than I like the HFO. HFO had gotten fa- fairly stale. Uh, I'm so and, glad they've dropped the Orange Cassidy stuff. But Andrade is shining in this in this role. I mm. really, I really, in my opinion, uh, I know we all got different opinions, but I think he is he's his best right now as a character. I, 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 character I get work. the fact that like you know we've not he's not had a great start. Mm-hmm. He got paired up with Vicky Guerrero to begin with, which yeah wasn't <laughs> wasn't for me. Um, and then Chavo, yeah, and then that just no. And then Jose, Jose's brilliant. Yeah, um, but I, like I mean, and I, I know he's not had like the best start, and this by no means has like solved it. But I definitely feel like there's room to go with this. Yes. And he's getting an opportunity to really show personality, and it's yeah. very, it's very subtle, but it's 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 kind of like it's not like Wardlow, but it's like Wardlow. It's not like he got a ton of time to talk, but in the in the little bit that we have seen of Wardlow in segments backstage, he almost plays like a supporting role, mm-hmm. but he does so much in that supporting role to where he's created a character now. And the same way with Sean Spears in that supporting role with MJF you like him so much more now because of what he's done in that, that supporting spot. Not to say Andrade is a supporting character necessarily, but it kind of feels that way. Cause it's, it's mainly Matt Hardy doing the talk and then Andrade comes in and, and has a little bit of interactions, but it's so entertaining with what he's doing. I just, I think this is a good thing for his character. It's given us a little bit here and there mm-hmm. uh, to where you actually start caring about his character other than man, he has really good matches yeah. because he does have really good matches. But now we're we're getting to know Andrade a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where he it is so funny with Andrade, he doesn't seem to have friends. He just has people that he does business with. Like yeah. it's it's not like he's friends with anybody. He just wants to purchase their services. <laughs> you know, he's like, what can I do here that's going to make me money? Um. All right, main event time. It's time for the main event: CM Punk versus MJF. 40 plus minutes of awesomeness in which MJF kind of beat CM Punk at one point. He choked him out, but it was with some wrist tape he had used. Bryce Rimsberg raised CM Punk's arm three times. He was out. 
rang the bell, match is over. I'm like, well, I'm looking at the time. Man, we still got like 30 minutes to go, right? Yeah. 20, 30 minutes. Um, but then as MJF's hands being raised for the, uh, for the victory, the, the tape drops out. Rensburg sees it. He's like, no, not going to have any of that. Start the match back. We get going again. And in the end, though, it's MJF still picking up the victory, but it was with the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Uh, Wardlow came out with about five minutes left in the match. He strolled out. Now, new business business was about to pick up, but he went face-to-face with, with CM Punk and then backed off. And then all of a sudden, MJF has the ring and, and hits Punk with it, and that's what he gets the victory with. But it wasn't until afterwards on replay that you see that in that face-to-face interaction with CM Punk, that's when he dropped the ring. To, uh, to so MJF. smart there, so slick, so well Absolutely done. That where you didn't even amazing. know, didn't even know what happened until afterwards. No. Um, but a huge moment for MJF, though. Yeah, huge 100%. moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, this match, like, I'm, I'm, my friend is coming back over next weekend. I'm yeah. gonna watch <laughs> it again. And he was like, he, he messaged me going, "So what was it like?" I was like, "I can't." I can't even try and explain it because anything I say will give some of it away. Yeah. So I just said, you just have to watch it. Trust me. You have to watch it. And I feel sorry for our other friend, bless her. She's coming as well because we decided (laughs) that she has to see this. But she's not into wrestling. And um, she's going to be winning a 45-minute match about something she doesn't care about and she's no idea what's going on. So, can't wait for that. Um, <laughs> she will love the fact that Wardlow exists, so I do know that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and, like, the whole Wardlow thing, like, I legit was like, come on, yes, Wardlow's going to do it. And then I was like, you absolute git. Like, I was so mad at him. I was genuinely, like, upset with Wardlow, and I like Wardlow, and I was mad. <laughs> I was just like, I can't believe that was your chance, mate. That was your chance to like properly screw him over. And I love the way that it was sort of like a callback to what Matt did with Hangman in the Omega stuff, mm-hmm. where he like came up and like backed off type thing. It was like, yeah, go on, carry on. But then obviously, like the whole twist, which I love how they've done that. So obviously, we didn't know until, and like even the commentators, yeah. like, oh my God. Like yeah, now it was we understand well done. It. Um, I knew MJF was going to win in Chicago. It was obvious. But how he did it, I mean, yeah. look, we don't like MJF. I think that is legit yeah. obvious. He's a heel. <laughs> but credit where credit is due, that both of them were absolutely amazing. I've never, from the beginning of AEW, I haven't seen MJF as the best in-ring performer. One of the best, if not the best character who knows who who he is and knows who he wants to be and handles it perfectly. He's he's himself. He's MJF all the time, Mm 24-7. We've talked about that. But I've never seen him as, like, that in-ring guy. And this match... Not that he, I've ever seen him as bad, but I think this match really may have opened a lot of people's eyes of what he really can do. 
because I think in ring now he his his in ring performances I think are now reaching the same level as his character. I guess we'll I'll put it that way. Now is he ever going to be Brian Danielson or 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 uh, Kenny Omega in the ring? No, but he can be Cody Rhodes, and Cody Rhodes is really good in the ring. So I mean he's he's that he's he's getting to that level in the ring where. I think it's you can start viably seeing him as somebody who could be world champion and it'd be very believable because he, he's going to give you good matches. Yeah, 100%. And also, like, I love how MJF has only wrestled when he's wanted to. And yeah. in that, most of his matches have been short but sweet. Yeah. Um, and then I love the fact that it's like, like the what they did with Orange Cassidy, but obviously, like, kind of in a different way. Yeah. Where they, they're feeding you one thing, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's just like a one-trick pony. Like, all he can do is just, like, you know, do a few moves and then cheat. Where in this match, it was just, like, full on. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the bumps he took, and, like, the way like, he worked his backside off for this match. Yeah. And, like, like I said, like... With everybody in AEW, if I don't like them, it's not them, it's the characters. Mm-hmm. But NJF is one person, like, I really don't like you, but I 100% respect him so much more. Yeah. Um, I just... It's... <sighs> and it and CM Punk, too, uh, for... Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, for somebody who's been gone. The fact that people are like, oh, he can't go anymore. It just like a plus storytelling in this yep. match the way he was selling the arm injury and the leg injury like he was half broken down by the end yeah. of this match um it was so believable so well done so just a great in-ring story told by both guys mm-hmm. and you could see at the end of the match mjf laying on top of punk for oh a yeah while. you know there was oh, yeah. a, a conversation 100%. going on there and you know this meant so much. Although you, he'll never say it, you know, no. but it meant so much to MJF. He will do in about forty years when there's a documentary. Yeah, but this moment was so big, and you know he was thinking punk. Yeah. Um. For for this moment, um. It just it was so well done. Now looking ahead, uh, kind of fantasy booking things. Um. We assume. I assume. I think you assume. I think a lot of people assume we're going to get a rematch at Revolution. Yeah. Is that what you would think? I um, definitely think there's a rematch. I don't know when. I, yeah. I, I, I think, I think it's a, it's, I would give it 99% chance this is going to happen at the pay per view. This is a, a big money match. And I think the way this ended uh, with obviously cheating going on. I uh, can't che- wait for Punk to cheating. see it. Yeah. So, in the way MJF's going to run his mouth about beating him, and, yeah. and then it's, it's it goes into where Punk had said, "Look, you can't win without Warlow and without the ring." Mm-hmm. You got that where he was right. Punk was right. So I'm not sure how they're going to get to this. Whether Punk's going to goad him into another match, but you think it has to be a stipulation, um, a cage match would be pretty awesome. Between I want dog collar match. Dog collar match would be great too. Uh, I think it's it's I, I think the story with the cage match you can tell is that you're trying to keep outside things out of the match. Yeah, but also the dog <laughs> collar like NGF can't go anywhere unless yeah they're both agreeing. True. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, they would be attached to each other. Um, either way, the kind of the way I, I see it going is, I think the turn, the Wardlow turn, happens at Revolution. Um, they're going to have the face of the Revolution match at, at Revolution. That makes sense. That's what, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of fits in the name. Um, Wardlow's going to be in that. They talked about that. MJF has laid down the little nugget earlier, you know, weeks ago. That hey, look, dude. You're going to go win the face a revolution match. You're going to get this TNT title shot and you're going to bring me the TNT title. So I think earlier in the night, Wardlow wins the face of the revolution match. And then you have the backstage moment with them to where MJF says, man, congratulations. Now that title is going to be mine. Hammers that home again, that you're going to go win me the TNT title because you work for me now, this is all before the, the match between MJF and CM Punk. So, whether it's in a cage or it's a dog collar match, Wardlow is going to get involved, and that's when the turn's going to happen. He is going to cause MJF to lose to CM Punk at, at Revolution. Then, when Wardlow gets his TNT title shot, MJF calls Wardlow the TNT title. Yeah. Because Wardlow... If he gets his shot against Sammy, you don't want Sammy to drop the title necessarily. I, I, mean, I guess he could, but that's a way you get out of Sammy dropping that title to Wardlow uh, is if MJF gets himself involved, and then you set up that big match. Will uh, it be interesting? It will be. Uh, I, but that that second match at Revolution, no matter how, I, I, we're just assuming it's going to happen, uh, will be amazing no matter what because uh, they've they've – They've managed to take this feud, which started the day after uh, Full Gear, right? Yeah. I, rem- I remember it starting that um, that dynamite and saying to you, like, this has got to come to a conclusion before Revolution, right? Because we got three months. They can't stretch this thing mm. for three months. And you actually said, yeah, yeah, I think they can. <laughs> so they have, and it hasn't gotten old. They've done a really great job of stretching this thing out and it not getting stale. And that's a testament to CM Punk, and it's a testament to uh, MJF, and it's a testament to Wardlow, and it's a testament to Tony Khan and the people booking it. They've done a perfect job. This has been the feud of 2022 so far. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's I'm hopefully going to pay off really well. At yeah. 100%. Um, all right. Yep, so we have Rampage coming up Friday, and these are the matches advertised so far. It is the FTW champion, absolute Ricky Starks, defending against Jay Lethal. <laughs> Look out for that match. That's going to be awesome. Adam Cole. Bye-bye. Is taking on Evil Uno. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's late. Um Thunder Rosa finally getting her hands on Mercedes Martinez. Yeah, uh, yeah. This should be good. And the TNT title will be on the line as Sammy Guevara defends against Isaiah Cassidy. Um, so there, there's not a bad match on that card. I hope you all enjoyed this review. Uh, thank you all for listening. I want to remind you before you go to please give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow the channel at BeautyXTheBeard. You can follow me at Let the Beer Play, and you can follow Sarah at Strange underscore Pixie. Yeah, Cam. Thank y'all for listening. Y'all be good out there. Be good to each other, and we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye.
Um, the AHFO a- had Can another. I say that fast. I know. I tried. I tried saying it slow. It didn't work. 